0: Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. It is Thursday morning, June 25th. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. And on the weekends before my kids wake up, you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2020, we'll work through all the Gospels. Well, this morning we are at Mark chapter 9, and we have a lot of words or a lot of verses, two stories ahead of us, verses 1 through 29. So let's go ahead and drink our coffee, pray, and get into God's Word. go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Father, we pray that you would bless us this morning. Father, we pray that you would let us hear. Father, we pray that we would see. We pray that you would give us the gift of faith, that we would believe and understand what you would have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and jump into God's word this morning. Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 1. And he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth could whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, "'This is my beloved Son. Hear him!' Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. Now as they came down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should not tell no one the things they had seen till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept this word to themselves, questioning what the rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, saying, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Then he answered and told them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and restores all things. And how is it written concerning the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I say to you that Elijah has also come, and they did to him whatever they wished, as it is written of him. And then our next section, 14 through 29. And when he came to the disciples, they saw a great multitude around them, and the scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought my son who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? He said, From childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible with him who believes. Immediately the father cried out and said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to a deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. And the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Well, two absolutely incredible stories for us to look at and to chew over this morning. So we need to ask ourselves first, A, what is this about? So in the first story, verses 1 through 13, we need to ask ourselves, A, what is this about? Now, I hope you'll forgive me. There's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of things to do. So I'm going to be running a mile per minute here. And I hope that you could just keep up with me as we, as we kind of chew this over. So what is this about? The first part is Jesus is transfigured before Peter james and john what is this transfigured about jesus it changes his figure trans means across or beyond and so he's his figure is changed into the radiance of his glory right not the fullness of it right that's what revelation tells us is that when we go into the heavenly city there will be no need for the sun because the glory of jesus Will fill our eyes. But Peter and the and the other two apostles, they just get a glimpse of it. And they see that God is not the God of the dead, but he's the God of the living. Because when when Jesus is transfigured on that mount before them, who do they see? They see Moses and they see Elijah. And then as they are standing there and, and they see Jesus in his resplendent glory, they see his clothes whiter than any. Bleach could ever get up, purer than anything they could ever see. And then what happens? A a cloud covers over them, and we're reminded of the Old Testament there, when the cloud filled the temple, or when the cloud filled the tabernacle, or when the cloud came down on Mount Sinai. This is a sign of God the Father's presence. And out of that cloud, what does God say this is similar to what he says in Matthew chapter 4, or Matthew chapter 3, before Jesus' temptation. This is my beloved Son. Hear Him. Obey Him. Now, this is written in Greek. But if it was written in, in Hebrew, it would be shamu. And, and that reminds me of what God says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, when he says, Shema Yisrael, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And then it goes on to talk about the law and how we are to love the Lord and keep his law. And here God is saying, This is my beloved son. This is my only begotten one in whom I am well. Please listen to him, obey him, hear his voice, and do his commands. This is such a beautiful story that, that we see that, that Jesus is there with Elijah and Jesus is there with Moses, these two great prophets, these two great servants, but the greatest of servants, the greatest of prophets, even the beloved son of Jesus is there in front of them. And so I'm going to, in my Bible, highlight verses, uh, verse 8. Or 7, sorry, verse 7 in my Bible. Now I am also going to highlight verse 13. Who is he talking about in verse 13? I think he's, it's clear he's talking about John the Baptist. Was that Elijah? Right now, we know John the Baptist was a literal person. We know that it wasn't just Elijah coming back from the dead, but he had the spirit of Elijah upon him. He was the Elijah, the last prophet of the old testament to make way the path for Jesus. But then we have this next story. And in this next story, what do we find that they come down from the mountain, they go to the crowds and we find the scribes disputing with the people, they're arguing with the people what's going on that well there's a man and he's got this child and the child is demon possessed and this is a horrible type of ailment that this child has he he foams at the mouth he becomes rigid he convulses and he often throws himself into the fire and he throws himself into the water as if to try to kill himself and and the man begs jesus with tears to just heal his son to just heal his poor child and what does jesus answer him and he say to him If you can have, if you can believe, all things are possible with him who believes. And what does the father of this child do with tears in his eyes? Verse 24 Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Oh, I remember I was ashamed when I was first a Christian because I would struggle at times with thinking, Lord, I I know you're my Savior. I know that you're God. I know that you're the one who created everything. But God, sometimes I doubt. Sometimes I wrestle with stuff. What if I'm wrong? Brothers and sisters, when you have a lack of assurance, if you have a lack of certainty, I would encourage you to do what this father did. Cry out to God with tears in your eyes when you doubt and say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I think that's a clear thing that we could do here. But what do we find after that? The, the, Jesus tells the demon to come out of him. He convulses the demon, leaves him, and the disciples ask him, why couldn't we cast him out? Why couldn't we cast this demon out? And what is Jesus' answer? Verse 29, he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Right? There was something that they missed. They were trying to do it on their own, but it wasn't going to be by their own power. But It had to be God himself who would cast out these demons. There are things in this world that we cannot do, things that only God can do. And So are we those who look to Jesus Christ Are we those who look to Jesus, the pure radiance of God's glory, the exact image of his being, and do we see that he is a glorious God? Do we believe in him and in our disbelief at times when we cry out, God, I believe, help my disbelief. And when there are things in this life and powers and principalities and, and demons and spirits that are far greater than what you could ever handle and you wonder, God, why won't this happen? Will we fall on our knees and ask God to do it and tell him, Lord, I, I believe that you can do this, Lord, even with, with my little mustard seed of belief. God, will you please do it? Will we be those types of Christians? Will we be those who cry out to God, fully dependent on God, and look to Jesus as that powerful one who we know has the perfect ear, or perfectly has the ear of his Father, knowing that in Jesus all things are possible, that for men might be impossible. I know it's a different type of coffee and devotions. We had a lot to get through, but I pray that the Lord blesses you this morning, that you fix your eyes on Jesus, that you long for him to lift up your chin in that one great day, you might open up your eyes and see him as the radiance of God's glory. May you go today, both in comfort that he cares for you now and with hope for eternity to come. Have a great day. Bye.